What's your number say? I'll say zero percent. Yeah, mine says there you go. It's going up now. All right, there you go. All right, cool. I'm started at. I'm gonna do thirty seconds. All right. All right, my. Oh yeah, okay. I'm at eighty-seven. I'm gonna do. I'm at eighty. Welcome to the next episode of Give Me My Crown Podcast. Give Me My Crown Podcast. And we're back at you with another episode in season three. Once again, my name is Antonio. My name's Keith. Some call me Anson. That's my middle name. All right. So we're back at y'all with another episode. This episode, we I know when we started this podcast, we kind of dove into it. We gave y'all a little introduction um, of our past, kind of how we came about starting the podcast and then we went on from there into 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 just spitting out knowledge and doing different podcasts. One thing we have not done is go into depth on ourselves as to um as to our background, where we come from, and kind of go from there. So that's kind of what we're gonna do. We're gonna have an episode um I'm going to go into my background, then we're going to have a separate episode where Anson's going to go into his background and kind of just dive into um, each other. Yeah. But before we do that, I know they can see. Let's talk about the hoodie you got on. Uh, so, yeah, so we got new, so we got new, um, we got new hoodies in stock. We got the black one as Anson got on. We got the white one as I got on. Um, we can get other colors also. So if y'all want hoodies, if y'all um, want other colors than what we have, let us know. We can do whatever colors. We could do gray, we could do red, blue, um, brown, whatever colors y'all want, let Any us know color. we can get. And also, we will put the link down in the, in the um, we will put the link down in the comments for the website where you can purchase these. So both of these are on sale on our website at this moment. So um, so look down in the comments, click the Etsy link, and it'll take you directly to our website. And um, you can go ahead and order one for yourself. Yeah. And if you want other colors, like you're going to see, we got other colors that we're going to have on. And just let us know. Like, email us. Let us know. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Email, as y'all know, once again, email address, give me my crown, LLC at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. Give me my crown LLC. You can follow us on TikTok. Give me my crown. We're on all platforms and um, we're here for y'all. So, like I said, if y'all want the ones we got, you one of the ones we got on, hit up our Etsy. Y'all want a different color, hit us up and let us know. Yeah. So, let's dive into the episode. Today's episode is about Mr. Antonio Eccles. Um, Antonio, you want to tell people how you got started, give them a little background of you growing up. All right, so um, I, we're both from Danville, Virginia. Um, both went to George Washington High School. Um, after I graduated high school, I joined the military, joined the Marine Corps, joined the Marine Corps um, in 07, did a tour to Iraq, did six years in the Marine Corps. And then when I came back from Iraq, me and my wife up and moved to the Charlotte area, which is where we are now. Um and kind of go from and it kind of goes from there. I um I'm in real estate, I own my own uh financial coaching business and also work a full time job. 
So let's back up a little bit. What made you just decide to pick up and move to Charlotte? So honestly, I was tired of Danville. When I came back from Iraq, I didn't want to live in Danville, but I didn't know where I wanted to live. At first, my initial thought was to go up north, um, like northern Virginia somewhere, like near D.C., but not quite D.C., but somewhere up in that area. One day we came to visit. So we took like a weekend trip to Charlotte. So I was like, you know what? I said, I can see myself living here. So we then, um, I started putting in applications and got a job down here. And obviously it won't pay nothing at the time. But um, after that, we literally up and moved. Okay. So once you moved to Charlotte, um, I think you were in law enforcement. Did you start off in law enforcement or did you start off doing something else? No, I started off doing security first. And then I started off doing security at first for about the first two years I was down here. And then I switched over to law enforcement. I know you have a you have degrees. Were you in school yeah. at the time or? Yeah, so I actually went to school when I came back from Iraq. I, I, I actually started off going for computer science and uh, um, switching that. Then I got an associate's and a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Then I got a master's in business with a concentration in finance. Okay. Do you want to walk everybody through your, because um, you were in the military. Did you, how many tours, how long were you in the military? So I did six years in the military. So it was six years um, I was reserved. So when you're reserve or when you're active duty, either way, there's a, um, most of the time there's an eight year contract. Part of that is active, which means you're actively participating. The other years are inactive, which means you are not active, you're not participating, but if needed, you can get called back. So I did a six by two, which was six years in the active reserve. And then I did two years in, uh, I did two years inactive. I did a tour to Iraq for seven, about seven months. Um, okay. Went to a couple of different places um, while I was in California, uh, Texas, Kuwait. And of course, I went to a couple of different um, went to a couple of different cities in Iraq. Okay, and then I got okay. out back in got out back in twenty fifteen. Gotcha. So you go to Iraq. I mean, you go to the military, get out, move back to Danville, then move to Charlotte, and now you are doing uh, security. What made you want to get into law enforcement? So honestly. I don't even know it is because it's not like something I always wanted to do is there wasn't like it was a dream of mine growing up. It was just um, at the time I, I actually talked to somebody and um, I thought I was working security, talked to an officer one night, probably talked to him for probably about an hour. And then he was pretty much telling me about it. He was like, apply. So I was like, all right, whatever. I applied as not taking it serious. And then I got the call to come take. Um, Come take the test, come in for an interview, things like that. And then as it as it kept going on, I'm like, oh, I might actually get this job. And then um then I eventually got hired and um that's one of the things I do now. I've been been in law enforcement now for ten a little over ten years. Oh well, actually it'll be eleven years in April. Okay, so in law enforcement you're doing regular patrol and um I know you haven't been in patrol the whole time. So you want people to the transformations of the law, like going in law enforcement? 
Yeah, so I worked in, so I actually did patrol first, did patrol for about three years. Then I worked as a homicide detective for about four years. After homicide detective, I now work in a school as a school resource officer. So pretty much um, work in a high school, chill with kids, talk to kids all day. Um, yeah, just that, just like like your normal, like like when we was in high school, your normal officers in the school, that's what I do. Okay. Um, and we're gonna come back to the law enforcement, but while you were while you're in law enforcement, you decide to pursue other things as well. Correct. Um can you tell people the many hats you wear as an entrepreneur? <laughs> so got my real estate license, but um me and my wife actually started the started a class, a real estate class at the same time to get our real estate license. She, it was strictly online. It was self-paced. She could not, she couldn't do the self-paced thing. It's just not her style of learning. Um, because it's a lot of reading, a lot of just doing things on your own. You don't, you don't have an instructor, things like that. You have an instructor if you need to ask, if you need to ask certain questions, but it's like emails, not like face-to-face questions. So I continue with that. And she went another route and went through, um, went through actual live online training. So I got that. So I've had my real estate license now for going on three years in Charlotte and North Carolina or, or North Carolina and uh, South Carolina. So I do work real estate in the general Charlotte area. So pretty much in Charlotte and all these surrounding counties. So um do that. And I do that my, mainly in on my off time. So like I said, I'm I'm in law enforcement. So I get off every day about two. So I'm doing real estate from two on from two until whenever and then i'm also doing real estate on the weekends and um aside from that i also have um i'm also a certified financial coach so i have my own financial coaching business and it is called ae financial coaching um essentially what that is it's is so you have a financial coach then you have a um uh you have a financial consultant or you have a financial um, advisor. So I'm not advising you to, essentially what my job is, when you come to me, I'll say, hey, let's sit down, let's look at your but, let's look at your goals, let's look at your budget, and let's go from there. So we'll sit down, um, we'll go over all your, your current situation. Um, once we get all your current situation, we then sit back and say, okay, what are your goals? I have a, a one-year goal, a two-year goal, five-year goal, and 10-year goal. So once we get them goals in place, we then take those goals and we tailor your budget to those goals. So, um, and then once we start, once we get your budget down packed, and then you want to start talking about investments, I then um, hand you off to somebody who can then work the investment side of things. And because um, sometimes I'll, I'll say what I do, but I would never advise anybody to what they should do, because like I say, I'm not I'm not a financial advisor, just a financial coach. So I tell them what I have done and what has worked for me, what has not worked for me. And then, like I said, then I'll pass them on to somebody who can help them with their investments. I'm also do um, I'm also a life insurance um, life insurance agent. So that goes that kind of goes hand in hand with the financial coach because everybody wants to have life insurance, whether it's um, whole term or uh, whether it's term or whole life, there's pros and cons to both. I am certified to do both. So we can do, um, we can do either one. 
but it's just um, like I said, once we get your whole financial goal and your whole financial plan put together, I can then tell you which one I feel will be better for you as to what you're looking for. And then um, obviously, aside from that, we do this. We do podcasting. OK, so you're like a one stop shop. You do like, let's say I financial coaching and then I, yep. you can help me with life insurance, too. So you're a one stop shop pretty much. Correct. That's that's essentially my goal. My, I'm actually studying now to for my tax prepper um, certification. So I will be able to prepare taxes. And then I'm also studying to get my securities license so I can then help with those investments. OK, gotcha. So okay. essentially. So. Quit. I would say essentially I want to get to the point where I can do um, when somebody comes to me for um, for anything financial, I can be able to help them in any way possible. That's that's my goal. OK. All right. So we talked about the, the entrepreneur that you are. Let's talk about the man that you are as well, because, you know, to me, as your friend, all that go together because how you are as a businessman, you are as a as a father and a husband. So That's how true. hard is it to juggle all the business and being a father and being a husband? How does that work for you? I mean, it's tough. It's um, obviously any doing anything is tough. So. What I try to do, so with my financial coaching is all done, um, it's all done virtually. So I can, I essentially can help anybody nationwide. So that makes it a lot easier um, on schedules because it can either, we can either do it by phone call or we do by, uh, video chat. Video chat is usually the best because then we can share screens and things like that. But that is usually the best uh, method with real estate, my kids and my wife. My wife, actually, she's in real estate, too, so she goes with me on a lot of my real estate stuff. Um, and actually, some, uh, sometimes I've taken my kids because I'll go view houses. I'll do things like that, and my kids will ride with me because they like to just ride. Well, sometimes we'll just ride out for, um, like, I'm looking at different neighborhoods. I'll just ride out, kind of get a an overview of the neighborhood, what that neighborhood has to offer. So it's just a lot of real estate is, is, is a lot of riding around and unless I have an actual client. And then I'll go, um, that's when I'll go start showing the houses and things like that. And depending on who, um, I have taken my kids with me sometimes to show a house. If it's somebody I know, um, or if it's somebody who, um, if it's somebody who, because doing real estate, you, you you build friendships. So building those friendships, I was um, helping a client, or I was helping a client last year, and just met them out of nowhere um, or they was actually introduced to me by somebody else and uh, end up showing them properties and helping them buy a property. And uh, when I was showing them properties, I said, hey, can you bring the girls? We want to see the girls. We miss the girls. I'm like, yeah. So it's kind of turned from just a client um, client agent relationship to an actual built or turned more into a friendship. So okay. doing that. So they're with me, like I said, most of the, most of the time doing that. Um, my daughter, my one daughter, who's not the shot one, will actually do videos with me. Um, actually, got a video on my on my TikTok. She did a video with me, um, a real estate video. So um, it's just a lot of that. And I try to I try to kind of incorporate them in, spent with certain stuff, so they see how it. So they so they kind of see how things are run, so they can see that. There's not only one avenue to do things. There's multiple gotcha. avenues 
to do stuff. And then there's there's not only one way to do something. Okay. Okay. And what about the husband aspect? I know I know personally that y'all help each other. So like how does that work? So it it makes it a lot easier because with certain stuff that I'm not good at, um she then picks up the slack. So and and vice versa. So um so I'm real like I said, I'm real good with the numbers, real good with budget, stuff like that. So I handle that side of stuff. When it comes to um my Instagram, my Facebook, TikTok, things like that, I'm not as good with that stuff. So I actually recently just told her, I said, hey, take over this. So she's actually gonna take over that. She's gonna take over, she actually gonna take over our Etsy. Um <laughs> But obviously her shop her shop's been booming. So yes. so she was so she's gonna take over that for us. And it's just like I said, we kind of play off each other. So it makes it makes it a lot easier, it makes things a lot less stressful. And um whatever I decide to do, she always backs me. So and vice versa, I do the same with her. So it makes it easier and like I said, it makes it a lot less stressful. Knowing that, hey, whatever, whatever I'm ready to do, like she's got my back. Yeah, yeah. I finna say, like, I know she she helped us a lot with coming up with uh, titles for the podcast. So yes, <laughs> she's very helpful. <laughs> um, so creativity, man. I know a lot of times, like, hey, the white hoodie. I gotta give you your props on that. That was that was all you on the white hoodie. Um, <laughs> where, where's your creativity come from? So my wife is actually she um like I said she makes reefs. She makes them from scratch. So yeah. a lot of the creativity is her idea. Um the white hoodie I just I just seen I was I was working on our black hoodies I, and I seen it, I said some white hoodies might be nice too. So I went ahead and ordered one then I got it and I'm like, yeah, that was a good look. So so most of the creativity comes from her. That's why I, like I said I gave her the reins to take over our Instagram, take a, or our um tick our Etsy shop cause and our Instagram stuff like that because like I said her she she has her Etsy shop tailored a certain way because she took training on it. So she has her Etsy shop tailored a certain way where she's able to get more views, get more buys, get more visits to her website, things like that. So like I said, that creativity part really is is going to her. Okay. Um, so what's next, Tonya? I don't know. So, so obviously I'm trying to get into, obviously we talked about this, trying to get into day trading and also into real estate. So my goal this year is to get into real estate, buy, um, buy a few investment properties and start day trading within the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Um, still doing all my research because before I jump into anything, I like to do my research, make sure that I know what I'm doing before I get into it. So that's my next step. And then just um, as we continue to build this podcast, uh, do that, continue to build it, continue to build our brand. And then also want to continue to build my, um, my financial coaching business because there's a lot of people, especially in our community, that are not financially literate. So I think financial literacy is important, which is... Um, which is why I'm doing doing a special this month where um doing a special this month is free uh free sessions throughout the month of January because I think that will allow 
me to show people how I can help them. Because some people just say, oh, a financial coach, I don't need that. Because I thought the same thing. When I was young, when I was 18, I didn't need a financial I said, I don't need a financial coach. And I actually got a financial coach, and it completely changed my life. So it made me completely change my finances around. So that's my whole goal behind this finance, behind my financial coaching business is to, in turn, help other people how I was helped. Okay, with your financial literacy, how you are so passionate about, right? People being financially literate, literate. Is, does that come from like how you were raised, as far as people not be seeing people around you not have like the financial mindset, or is that just in you? No, it, it's kind of both because you know, growing up, uh, most of our parents had one or had two jobs. Um, they had two jobs. They were always working. They tell you, um, like you weren't growing up, you weren't an entrepreneur, you saved what little you could, you didn't do investments, things like that. So I looked at that and said, I want my I want to bring my kids up and um I want my kids to be financially free by the time they get out of college. And by me being financially free, hopefully I can instill that into them. So like like you said, growing up like that, you see um, because I'm mean, obviously we always had what we needed, but I want to get to that point where um, I want I, I want my kids to not want for anything. I want my kids to not have to borrow money to go to college. I want my kids to um, not have to pay for their first car. You know, it's just just the little stuff that we didn't have growing up that I feel like would make their life easier, so they can in turn focus on what they want to do. Cause one of my daughters wants, wants to be a vet. The other one wants to be a doctor and they have stuck with that the whole time. So I want them to be able to focus on that rather than having to focus on having to go here for a job, then study for school, then having to pay for a car, then pay for this, pay for that. I want them to be able to 100% focus on their education. So like I said, by, by me doing, by me being financial literate, I can, hopefully instill that into them so they can then, like I said, once they finish college, they kind of, they kind of take notes and say, Hey, this is how we grew up. We grew up um, like this. We always had what we wanted. We always had what we needed. Money was saved. Money was invested. We went on trips, things like that. I want to instill that into them. Okay. And what's your goals for 2024? So, like I said, blow my blow this financial um blow my financial coaching business up. So I wanna wanna expand that. I also want to, like I said, purchase some properties. Um besides that, is really just keep grinding. I wanna obviously we wanna uh continue to grow our podcast and grow our brand. So um I wanna I wanna grow our podcast like I wanna like I wanna knock it out the park. So because I, I feel like we give a lot of good knowledge, so I, and I feel like it's needed. So I feel like we give a lot of good knowledge, and then we have a lot of people on here who give good knowledge and who's able to just tell their story. So I think that's important. And um, other than that, just keep um, keep growing as a husband and as a father. Okay. All right. Well, tell the people what's one of your favorite books that you've read. Oh. One of my favorite books would have to because it was so eye-opening, was The Creature from Jekyll Island. Okay. All right. All right. So another question. 
No, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Now I was gonna say we you- did a whole podcast on the creature from Jekyll Island. So if y'all want to know what the book was about, go back and watch that podcast. We dropped a lot of knowledge on that podcast. Um, is there any event you want to go to in 2024, like to for self betterment or for improvement or anything like that? Yeah, I want to go to Invest Fest again. Um, I flew we went to Invest Fest back in back uh, last year, and like I say, it's a must must see experience so i want to definitely do that again this year obviously we're going to vegas in a couple of months so i want to while in vegas i want to network with um because obviously everybody from the world comes to vegas so i want to network and be able to expand my network while in vegas so then we can uh i can expand my financial coaching business and we can expand this podcast um and other than that i would like to see eric i've never i have not seen eric thomas or jeremy anderson in person, I would like to see them. Um, and other than that, just uh, any other conferences that will either better better me as a man or better me as an entrepreneur, I would like to attend. Okay. Funny fact about that, I'm thinking about going to see Eric Thomas this weekend, just <laughs> with this yeah. weekend coming up. Yeah, Th- I thought thinking about it. I didn't say I was going. Thinking about thought- being on Lemon. I know. I thought about it. And I seen it too. I just seen it the other day, and those tickets are ridiculous. So, look, man, I'm thinking about going, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought about uh, it. Everybody's like, gonna be there. I know. I, it it would be a very good conference to go to if it won't right after Christmas, and I won't saving up to go on some vacations this year. I would definitely yeah. go if I had. Because, like I said, I had. I found out about it a week and a half before the event. So if I would have found yeah. out about it. A month ago, I could have planned for because you know me, I'm budget conscious. So I'm like, nah, yeah. I already did my budget for this month. That ain't gonna work. Yeah, and this seven seven figure conference, man. I was like, yo, this sounds like oh, something no. I need to be at. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think we gave the people enough about you, man. And we'll continue to dive more into you. Is there anything else you want the people to know about you before we before we end the podcast? No, nah, I think that's it. I, was, I mean, at the end of the day, I just want to see everybody win. That's my goal. My goal is to, that's what kind of what my whole entrepreneurship is based around everybody winning. Financial coaching, I want to see people winning in their finances. Financial coaching can then play a role into real estate because to buy real estate, you have to have your finances in order. So I want to help people buy that first house. This podcast, we want to help, we want to spread the knowledge we have so hopefully somebody sees it and say, okay, well, that's it. So just that, I want to um, continue to to help people, continue to better people's lives, and just continue to, like I said, be a better father, husband, and friend. Okay. So that's the last question I got. Let's say you get to your end goal. You Where you want to be at, is there a giving back process to the community involved at the end? Or is it like, listen, I'm going to get to the top and I just, I'm going to stay there. What's your end goal for everything? Nah, so for me, there's never really an end goal. Because um, I feel like I'm always going to want to progress more. But I do want to get to a point where I'm financially free and financially stable where I am then able to... um where I'm then able to to spread that wealth to outside my family. Because obviously I want my family to be, uh, I want to build that generational wealth for my family, but I want to spread that so my, um, uh, back to the community, to people who are less fortunate, 
things like that. So then we can hopefully turn a tide and then um, even if we could change one person's life, one person's life, two, three, four, a hundred, whatever. But yeah, once I, once I get to a point where I'm financially stable and financially free, I want to reach back and help other people. Love it, man. I love it. So I think we gave the people enough. Um, I'm going to let you say it because you, you always start off at the end. As we always say at the end of every podcast, this is more than a podcast. We handing out crowns. Hand them out. Hand them out.